Hey everyone, welcome to Very Unreasonable Things, the podcast where we shit on everything that you hold dear. I'm Billy Bone, with me is King Shitter, Josh Lindsay, and we got oh, no, Daniel no. with us this week. Hey, how's it going? I'm ready to shit on things. All right, we should rename the podcast, Shit on Things. <sighs> it feels like we do that a lot. Well, there's a, a lot. A, it's a podcast of negativity, and I don't... I don't we've, we've talked about things we've liked before. Not yeah, see, you could do a, a little a little uh, show where it's like, surprise people, we're going to do things that we love, but the entire fucking time we're talking about how much we love shitting on things, <laughs> and then just go on about more things to shit on. Well, I think we got some movies planned coming up that we do like, we uh, do love, so you know, there should be some more positive episodes coming up at some point. And I think the one that we just finished, for the most part, was relatively positive. I mean, we all loved Loomis. Yeah, in both movies. Yeah, I mean, fuck. You gotta love that maniac. That was a ride. Yeah, so today, instead of talking about a movie or movies, we're just gonna do a couple topics. Uh, each of us got one special episode, you know, a little break from the norm, and we'll see how it goes. This will, I think this will be your last episode for a minute, right, Daniel? After this, you'll yes. go back out, and then as soon as he's available, we'll have him back in. How does it Daniel's make you feel, Daniel? We know Daniel's the most popular. It makes me feel terrible. I really wish that Bone would have quit work and finished editing the last one so he could have released it on Friday. Mm -hmm. And he could have done a couple without me, Mm -hmm. released another one, just sprinkle me in so people don't forget that I exist, that I'm a person. I think people have already forgotten that the podcast exists because Bone dropped the ball. Bone, what do you have to say for yourself? This is coming from the guy that he can't even turn his mic around the right way. I've got it right today. I don't know. This is probably eight months in the future. When you'll get done editing we, this and putting it out. We've had a pretty steady stream. Pretty steady stream. We're, we're hitting every two weeks like we're supposed to. Man, you act like I just sit around all the time editing. Oh, you're off. No, 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 no. day. Okay, okay, okay. A little peek behind the kimono here. Uh, we, You know, in our little group chat for this, uh, Daniel asked Bone, he's like, hey, uh, when's the uh, Jason Goes to Hell episode dropping? And Bone... He responded with, man, I've been busy putting together a bed. That's understandable. Throwing away big boxes. That the bed came in. Dude. It's this, like, oh, shit, you got boxes on your hands, yeah, Bone. Just get this, it when you get it done when you can. This box was like six foot by eight foot or some ungodly size like that. And the apartment I live in, you can't just take your fucking box down there and put it by the open top dumpster. No, they'll fucking lose their shit if you do that. Do you have to break it down? Yeah. So we had to fucking cut it up into little squares and put it in garbage bags. And I don't know if you've ever broken down a box like that before, but it's actually kind of tiring because it's, it's, yeah, it's big a, cardboard. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Josh. Hey, little birdie told me that you had a topic. I do I have a what topic. what that topic is. My topic for the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is mm-hmm. what's your favorite? Yeah. Keyword favorite. Okay. Sophomore album go by on. a band. Okay, I'm trying. You want, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. You seem very talkative. Okay. Like you really want to get some shit out, so you go first. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it gets them okay. to quit doing that fucking voice, uh-huh. um, the the fans are gonna riot. <laughs> We're gonna see it on the news in Austria. <laughs> one guy, one guy stubbed <laughs> his fucking... toe in anger. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Uh, my favorite sophomore album of all time, just coincidentally, is also one of my favorite 
albums of all time, and that is Sam's Town by the Motherfucking Killers. It's a fucking American classic. It has been underappreciated by everyone when it was released, and I think now it's sort of acknowledged as this great American rock album, not even, you know, maybe of the past 25 years. Well, so I'm more of a casual Killers listener, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what, I guess, give us some of the songs. Like, so for somebody like myself, if you if you were telling me to check it out, like, what would I need to focus on? Like, obviously, because, you know, you're a big fan of it, so there's going to be the deeper cuts that you really like, but for that casual person that's looking for something that's kind of got that hook to draw them in, what would that track be? Well, I think the the hit that came out of it was uh, When You Were Young, um, but... I think Read My Mind is maybe universally everyone's almost favorite killer song, which came off that album. But uh, it's a personal album. I always like it when albums get personal. You know, uh, you get a peek inside Brandon Flowers' mindset, which I think you do in most of his solo work and his killer's work. But honestly, um, and I and I don't say this lightly, even though this phrase it can be tossed around kind of loosely, it is all killer, no filler. It is that the album opens up with the title track Sam's Town. And it is, you know, I'm a big opening track guy. You know, I think it sets a tone for a, an album and yeah. it just fucking it comes in guns a blazing. And it and it doesn't even stop, even when the song sort of maybe slow it down a little bit. Like the pace is good. They know when to to kick it up and break it down. And it's. I don't know. It's just, um, and it's very personal. On top of that, I got a lot of, lot of memories uh, tied to that album. So have to, it is. I had to go back and check that. I didn't. I haven't ever really listened to it myself. So I, you know, I listened to the first album more so. Than <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah, like Bone uh, for myself. It's uh, I, I guess it's a good way to put it as a casual Killers listener. You know, I mean, I know that they're a good band, but I've never really deep dived into their albums and anything like that. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. So I got a, I got a question about sophomore albums. Yeah, go and, ahead. And I'm sure we'll throw around some honorable mentions afterward, after we, I guess we get ready to wrap it up on this topic. But here's my question. Which Guns N' Roses album is considered the sophomore album? Is it GNR Lies or is it Use Your Illusion? Use Your Illusion. See, that's what I thought. Yeah, I would say Use Your Illusion. And I, and I saw on a list somewhere else they were talking about GNR Lies, but GNR Lies is essentially an EP, two EPs mm-hmm. stuck together because the first four songs are from Live Like a Suicide, mm-hmm. and then you have the four new tracks. When one of them's not even new, it's just an acoustic version. Okay, so cool. Then, yeah, I would say Use Your Illusion then. Those were really kick-ass albums. There, There is, I guess, some filler in there. But man, there's so many good songs. And just like when Josh is talking about like opening songs, though, right? Both albums have like really good fucking opening songs. You get uh, both albums have like 10 minute epics. Mm. I mean, now Use Your Illusion 2 has a couple. Well, so does one, Use Your Illusion 1, because you have November Rain and Coma. And then you have Coma. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then you have fucking Estranged. And, and then, then uh, two. And what's that other? They got another one that's fairly long on Use Your Illusion 2. Uh, it escapes me right now, but yeah, I there's another. Yeah, I mean, if you if you wouldn't have asked me, but I mean, even to the point where, and I know I know Josh and Daniel both you know love these albums too. To the point where we made our Use Your Illusion set list, where we took our favorite songs and put it into one set list that me and Josh did, and then Daniel tried to say he did, but can't ever 
produce any proof. Yeah, that's very unfortunate because I did. I was sitting on I mean, my love seat, listening to both albums, and really making this thing he's listening as to use honest your as I could. Ear, use your illusion too in the right ear. And I'm like, I was excited. It was it was kind of it's the Tom start efficient. of us doing um of doing lists and things like that. We had also recently done 31 on 31, and um, it was our ranking of the 31. Oh, we should we should talk about horror that, movies. Daniel. Between the big three, Halloween, <laughs> Nightmare on M Street, and Friday the 13th. Another podcast had done that, and they, they had brought it up to me. It was like, we should do this, and we did it, and it was it was fun. But not to get into that too far, I did participate, and unfortunately, I cannot find the proof. <laughs> so it might be you know, never the happened. actual mandala effect is happening to me right now because that no is... one remembers it but me. And I can't even find the proof that I thought I had. I mean, I know I got but, I got mine, and I know Josh has got his. Yeah, yeah, I, I got. I tweaked it. mine. Mine is, and, and I feel like mine is so good now. And I get was Daniel. I'm assuming Daniel was a part of the conversation. Just he didn't say nothing. And so when you go back and look at the text records, he's not even. <laughs> yeah, there. I gotta find it. I'm gonna have to contact AT and T like a he's police a solid partner. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. For the people listening, the podcast was my fucking idea. They just started jumping into it without me. They're like, I will let you guest host. Yeah. One second. Fucking assholes. See what I got to deal with. But yeah, right, Use Your Illusion is awesome. That's a really good one. I agree. And I think yeah. that a lot of people would agree with that one. That I mean, that is an epic album. Oh, it really um, is. I'll tell you, if you would have, and I'll say this one because it's still technically an answer. If you would have said I couldn't have used Use Your Illusion, then the answer would have been Pinkerton. I didn't, yeah, that's got him up. Pinkerton. That, at that point, oh, okay. man, like, that was when P- Weezer was occupying a different space and they were just doing their own thing, right? And I guess the commercial failure of Pinkerton was so much that now they just put out this almost mainstream, like overly produced. Yeah, they're sound. Green Day adjacent. Yeah, and I, and we may differ on this. I still think Weezer had two decent albums after that, and then after uh, when they got to the Red album onward, that's when I kind of checked out. I, I liked Maladroit and I liked the Green album, but Pinkerton was when they were like they chose to do something different, and it was amazing, but people weren't ready for it. Beverly Hills, that song almost made me turn completely on Weezer. Completely. I really thought that's where you were going with like, yeah, this is, at first off, it's not a new song. And it was definitely not a good Weezer song. I mean, it's, you know, got the little bubbly radio. I tap your toe tapping. It's toe tapping. Yeah, it was uh, was music for the masses. It's, yeah, it's, it wasn't like that, that true Weezer feel, you know, that, um, like, that's uh, borderline emo. Getting, what Weezer yeah. was, you know, um, it was emo for the masses before emo became for the masses. Pinkerton is nothing but Rivers Cuomo crying, and it's beautiful, and it's a great yeah. album. And for me, right before we get to Daniel, for me, to me, when I think of like great sophomore albums, because I sort of dipped my toe in the water here and just looked up. Oh, are we about to do honorable mm-hmm. mentions before we talk to Daniel? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I was going to say, like, to me, like. For me, I couldn't put on my honorable mentions like Led Zeppelin 2 because yeah. I don't think Led Zeppelin 2 succeeded the first Led Zeppelin album. I think a great sophomore album builds on the first album and, and makes it something more. Yeah. Um, but and that's the reason that's, why I appreciate Use Your Illusion, your choice, but I think Appetite is is a stronger album. They're different albums. So Guns N' Roses, went to, it's still like rock, but it's... 
like Appetite for Destruction, and we talked about this. Appetite for Destruction was such a sleazy album. That's one oh, of the main God. reasons why I love it. And that's why I like. That's why I like the first Motley Crue album is probably my favorite Motley Crue album. It's more raw and less produced. Mm-hmm. And like apparently, there's a version of it out there before it got like re-released by the Electra. That's even more raw. Yeah, I've never heard it. I'd love to, but I don't know where to find it. And I'm sure it costs an arm and a leg. But yeah, man, Appetite for Destruction was fucking sleazy. But then it was. Oh, like, it's. Use Your Illusion was like just a bunch of well-written songs. Yeah, yeah. And they were coming into themselves as musicians. And, and I'll lyri- give you that. Yeah. Lyri- coming into their stride is what I was going to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. But I was going to say, lyrically too, man. When you, like, Yesterdays and Civil War and Coma, you just get all these different songs covering all these different, like, like I said, man, you like, you listen to Appetite for Destruction, man. It's like you're in the fucking gutter and it's great. Yeah. But then it's like, Use Your Illusion was more mature. But that's why I really wanted to emphasize the word favorite. You know, so there wasn't too much thinking into it. Like, well, did there was more sales? Was it bigger on the radio? Did it hit harder? You know, whatever. Just what in the moment you feeling it? You know, what's your favorite sophomore album? And so yours is me, Incubus. I literally thought his is too legit to quit. <laughs> Mine's Father the Leader by Corn. That's not the a podcast. sophomore album. No, I, I don't. I just said something random. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't do serious. my homework. I'm so sorry. He's like, how did you fuck up your old topic? Right. We would have to, we would have to kick him off the podcast. <laughs> right. I, I, well, I'm sorry, people. <laughs> Daniel Sanders signing off. Uh, but no, mine is uh, Bush Razor Blade Suitcase. I love it. I love it. Uh, and one of the things for me. Oh, okay. Go, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I'm laughing at I'm laughing at Bone Bones. <laughs> me, I was what laughing at you. I didn't expect him to no go video. in that direction. Uh, yeah, this is yeah, an audio format. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm more of a I'm more of a casual Bush listener too, man. I like I know the hits, dude. So you the, know, the, educate me. This came out of left yeah, field. I'll but, be honest. No, but um, shit. What is it? Six, seven years difference. Bone between me and you. I'm 35. Uh, you're 57. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, there's five. Do you, isn't it five shit? years? Okay, six years. I said seven. I'm not fucking too far off. Six years. No, Come on. You said 57. Ah, they know you're not 57. They can hear it in your voice. 57 but, years. Um, 57 year old, stop giving a fuck about everything. You're way too opinionated about shit. Age difference. <laughs> yeah, 57 year da- difference. Daniel's 10. Oh. I'm 67. It's, it's your turn cool. to trash all my fucking pick, Josh. <laughs> Compare <laughs> no. him to another, to a Himalayan pop group. <laughs> we, 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 we are a negative podcast, and I'm trying to change that today. And I'm, no. I'm looking to embrace Razor Blade Suitcase. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Since this is opinion based, <laughs> hey, shout out to Mitchell Edwards. Okay, he knows what the fuck I'm talking. I was gonna about, say right? the only two people I know that are big Bush fans are you, Mitchell. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's not like I have Bush tattoos and I have Bush posters hanging on the wall. Hey, look, I'm talking about like if I think I'll, about back in my life, Daniel, hold on, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's your turn to get. Go ahead. We, we all like a little Bush. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that, true that, true that. But um, anyway, what the fuck ever. When I look back Wait, on my are we life, going back to bushes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I look nobody, back at my nobody life, nobody sent me an email about we being back in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> twenty twenty one. We're uh, all right. What do you like about uh, Razor Blades? <laughs> Shit, you've convinced me. I fucking hate that album now. <laughs> Let me change about to Pearl Jam versus. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Woo! Just remember, anyway. Daniel, it wasn't me that shit on your fucking pick. Oh, I, 
I wasn't anyway. shitting. Slaving at you, Daniel. No, no, yeah, motherfucker. Continue. He wasn't laughing at me. I, w- I was. Whatever. Daniel, continue. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> so my pick is Bush, Razor Blade Suitcase. And the reason I go to it is because when I look back and I'm like, you know, going through old music, you know, I think whenever I get to Razor Blade Suitcase, I love it. And it makes me think back, you know, being, because I mean, that was the when I was growing up, you know, and as a kid, it's like, hey, the new Bush album. And it was completely, in my opinion, it was completely different. There was a different sound on that album. And they didn't make an album full of glycerin, you know? And that's where a lot of bands make mistakes. That's where um, Nickelback went and they went fucking pretty wild. It was wild. Everybody. If you're comparing, Bush, if, you're com- if you're comparing your band to Nickelback, we, we in trouble. No, I was just saying that like bands like bands make that mistake. I don't think that I said that Bush they, is they, comparable I think what he's to, saying is comparable to they end up making the same back, shit. But over I could and be over. mistaken. No, thank no, you, no, Bob. They, they had okay. a hit. Like Three Doors Down did that, right? They had a hit. <laughs> Three Doors they, Down. Oh my yeah, God, one. This is the and, worst. Yeah. Well, no, podcast we're ever. not saying they're good or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is every song after that sounded the fucking same, right? Thank you. Okay. All right. That's the point that I was making. There you go. Anyway, Bush, Razor Blade Suitcase. I like it. Some people don't. Next topic. I I like Swallowed. I think Swallowed might be their best song, which came off that album. Yeah, I liked all the entire album because like it was the whole it was a different feel from the last album. I enjoy Bush. I do like Bush. I'm not um like I said, I'm not diehard. I'm not tattooed up. I don't whatever, but whenever I was Fucking 12 years old, it came out, and I was really starting to get into discovering music. And I liked Bush, and um, I do like it. Yeah, so for honorable mentions, this is going to be another 30 minute, like, really? No, we won't talk you about like it. We'll just their mention shit. Them. Hey, look, I got, <laughs> well, I got what, is what is it? I got what is it? Mention. I want to hear Daniel. Oh, hell no. Uh, Bush <laughs> is the only good sophomore album in existence. <laughs> he doesn't want you shitting on it. Uh, I thought about this one as we was talking about it, and and Josh, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna fucking agree with me on this one though. Fifty nine sound, surely. Oh yeah. I oh for- god. I yeah. had actually forgotten about it. Uh, I si- did too. Siamese Dream. That was a good sophomore album. I saw I saw Siamese Dream. Uh, Sparkling Fade. Um, like I had fucking Everclear. Fucking what? What they had before that? I don't know. It was. It, uh, I know Sparkling Fade was not their debut, though. I'm fairly confident on that. 59 Saddle, that's a good one. Yeah. Alice in Chains, Dirt. Yeah, Dirt. That was the uh, one I was thinking about. Yeah, Dirt. Ride the Lightning. That was one of my honorable mentions. And uh, I, Our Lady Peace, Clumsy. I do like Ride the Lightning. It's, uh, the, the only thing that... He likes these bands that we don't like. The only thing that bugs me about <laughs> Ride the Lightning and Kill Em All is James's voice at that time. He still sounds like a teenager. I like it. I like it. It's almost like I wish they'd have re-recorded it during that Injustice for All period. That's to me. That's when he had like the master of puppets in Justice for All. He had like the best heavy metal voice, and then he decided he wanted to start singing, and there was a lot of whoa whoa woes in his shit. Yeah, there was a lot of whoa whoa woes because I'm I'm a I, I do like early Metallica. I'm a big a big uh, early Metallica fan. Here and, here's uh, one. Yeah, Ride the lightning, master of puppets, Justice for All. Those are very great. Here's one that's sort of in the ballpark of GNR. They not obviously GNR is like they've reached God status, but uh, Skid Row Slave to the Grind. That's a good one. It's right. Yeah, that's no, good, asshole. Actually, wait, wait, what the hell am I doing? I've been drinking a little bit. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of left field. Skid Row. 
<laughs> you have a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I did like Cinderella's second album too. Long Cold Winter was good. Yeah. Uh, Beck but, Odelay. Yeah. And we could go on and on. We really could. We got some honorable. But let's not. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're about to transition. All right. Well, enough talk about all that. Bone, what um what do you have for us today? All right. So I wanted to talk about a performance by an actor or actress that disappointed you in an otherwise good or great movie. Just a disappointing performance in a great movie, I guess. In a great movie. Well, good or great. But I think we'll all agree the movie I've picked is great. And that's going to be fucking Jack Nicholson in The Departed. You got a movie full of dudes doing Boston accents. And then you got fucking Jack Nicholson just like, hey, look at me. I'm Jack <laughs> yeah. Nicholson. But that's the thing, you know. That's Jack. No, Nicholson. no, that's not the thing. You're an actor. <laughs> You're paid to act. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> You're paid to fucking act, dude. And then I remember Josh telling me this story one time. Oh yeah, this what, still makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, they wanted him to wear a Boston Red Sox hat because this movie takes place in fucking Boston. And Jack Nicholson's like, no dice, man. I'm a New York Yankees fan, and I'm an LA Lakers fan. And I, and I throw that in there because. How are you really a diehard fan when you're a fan of one coast and the other coast? You're an actor, man. Put the fucking hat on and get paid. I, do what you get paid to do. That is the most prima donna dumb shit I've ever heard. Yeah. So you fucking couple that with refusing to wear the hat and then fucking not doing an accent. I mean, we're getting the fucking Kevin Costner territory and that's a topic oh, for another time. Yeah. But yeah. And the departed is such a good movie. <clears throat> But fucking Jack, and, and it's not like Jack Nicholson's performance ruins it, but just think how much better it could have been if he would have acted like he was actually from fucking Boston. You're supposed to, you're <sighs> playing a character that's based on Whitey Bulger, and you're just like, hey, jackasses, I'm not wearing this hat. Fuck you. <laughs> but, but he's you know, also doing other things in the movie that you, make you, his you know who would have character wore that hat? interesting, though. You know who would have wore that hat that used to do a Jack Nicholson? Christian Slater. He didn't put the hat on. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's not horrible. His performance isn't horrible, but it's disappointing. It's disappointing to me because it could have been. I can see where you get with that because, like I said, Jack Nicholson is always Jack Nicholson. You're not going to get fucking anything but Jack Nicholson. But what, but the part it is such a fucking good movie. And it's, uh, it is. It's like, yeah, every, this, everybody's from Boston, but this guy who has who been grew, in Boston, who's been in Boston long. longer than all of them because he's older. Yeah, no, right. Exactly. So. <laughs> Well, he also has his um, his main henchman, Ray Winstone's character, who's, I don't know if he's doing a Boston accent either. Yeah, but he may be from out of town. I don't know. Well, the actor's British. Fucking Jack yeah. Nicholson. Can't even wear a I, fucking, not, not, not only, like you said, not only the fucking accent, but like you had told me, can't even wear a fucking hat. It's not like George Steinbrenner was going to come on set and take your fucking fan card from you, Jack. Well, Ben Affleck had the same meltdown in Gone Girl, where David Fincher wanted him to wear a um, a, y- a Yankees hat. It had to be a Yankees hat because he's a Boston fan. And apparently, like Ben Affleck, this is just you know, you know, the internet rumor. But like him and Fincher, like didn't speak for two days, and finally they settled on a St. Louis Cardinals, which makes sense because the movie takes place in fucking Missouri. But yeah, like Affleck refused to wear a Yankee. It's like you're playing a character. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. You're a fucking actor. <laughs> Act like it. Yeah, it's funny, man, because baseball fans, hardcore baseball fans, you ask man. Mitchell to put on a fucking Yankees hat, see what he does to you. I bet you if you pay Mitchell $10 million, he'll fucking hey, put that motherfucker on. He'll probably wear it for a couple months. You got a good point. Shit. I mean, I wouldn't wear a Yankees hat for free. Fuck no. 
Well, not for free, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm a Texas Longhorns fan, but if I was getting paid, I'd put on that Oklahoma Sooners hat. Give me that Baker Mayfield jersey. Yeah. Care. But yeah, I agree. Uh, like I said, Jack Nicholson, he's always going to be Jack Nicholson. It was such a great movie that it is like, oh man, come on. You know, try. Try to give us a little bit of a Boston accent to where we are completely immersed. Because it does kind of take you out a little bit that it's just, it's not, there's no accent there. But but you also don't really give a shit because it's Jack Nicholson and it's a great performance. Dude, everybody's acting so, in that movie though. Even Mark Wahlberg is trying to act. Well, yeah, a lot he of Boston doesn't have guys to act. go a that little Boston overboard act. with Boston sometimes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I wish I'd scale it back, but I would rather Jack Nicholson not do a Brit- Boston accent if he can't do it than to than to do it badly, though. You know, you know, there's only one other person I could think of that would have done that worse than what Jack Nicholson did as far as like the effort. Gary was- Busey? No, Gary Busey would have gave it his all. Fuck, you should fucking talk about Gary Busey. <laughs> treasure. Uh, no, Al Pacino, because he's got to where he's phoned it in a lot. Recently, in a lot of his later movies, like he was so good in The Godfather, and he had all those other movies he's in. And then you just see him in some other movies, man. He's just a fucking he's Al Pacino. He was so yeah. good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though. He, he made his mark, and that's all he needed to do. If, well, if, I think, if Al I think, Pacino never made another movie, I think he went out. I think he's fucking on top well, of that one. Well, he's at that show on uh, Amazon Prime, also now Hunters, and I think like recently he's put more effort back into it. But like he uh, Nicholson. Um, probably Anthony Hopkins. I'd say De Niro. Yeah. They, they kind of just settled into man, doing the same. They're thing old. Why would they? Yeah. I can't blame them. Hey man, you, you didn't get that uh, kind of phoning it in from Christopher Lee. No, nah, he it was always, always it was always a grand performance. RIP. But yeah. That's, yep. that's my actor. So Josh, what's your opinion on this uh, topic? Oh, you, you mean, uh, do I have a movie? Yeah, man. An actor that really biffed it. In a good <sighs> Probably Biff. Nah. Fucking, what's his name? Who played Biff? Thomas Newman? No. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember Biff's name. I would never slander his name. Just want to get that out there. God, so embarrassing. I should know that man's name. He's a, uh, you know, I don't know. Because when I think of movies that are good to great, they're usually that for a reason. So, like, I can't think of a performance in a movie that I like that I'm like, ugh. I don't know. Sarah Jessica Parker and Failure to Launch. That came out of left field. <laughs> she did such a great job in that movie. I don't think I've ever seen that fucking movie. Uh, me neither. I, don't even know I watched it today because I like to spend my time wisely. Yeah. <laughs> it, was you so, picked, it was so bad. You picked failure to launch over the last Boy Scout, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I, no. Wait a minute. What do you mean? I was telling. I was suggesting we watch the last Boy Scout, remember? Oh, yeah, we I are. I was joking. Yeah. Yeah. After I'm long gone, trapped on a boat, <laughs> far away from you guys and Yeah, that's when we'll bring safely back. far away from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to like next time we're doing a podcast, call Daniel in on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Just call me in on speakerphone. Yeah. I can say, Hey, this is what you guys want, right? So Daniel, what what's yours? Mine? Oh, you're done? Okay, Sarah Jessica Parker. Right, right. Look, man, yeah. mine has a I thought she phoned it in, and otherwise, like, McConaughey, Bradley Cooper, Kathy Bates, they brought their A game, and Sarah Jessica Parker brought her B-minus game. I didn't really feel the chemistry with her in the McConaughey scenes. I, I, I didn't feel like she fell in love with him properly. You know what I'm saying? Like, she fell in love with the charm, but she didn't fall in love with the essence of McConaughey. It, it kind of showed in her performance, and... I didn't buy Kathy Bates and Terry Bradshaw as Matthew McConaughey's parents um, because he's handsome. 
<laughs> so I was like, hey, this is bullshit. And he was adopted. They found him in a dumpster. Yeah, but yeah, mine's SJP. Good, good, good. Mine um, is on the same level, I guess, as uh, Bones when it comes to uh, it's like the accent really threw me off and he's a really good actor. So it's um, one that kind of stood out whenever I thought about it for a little while, but uh, is Brad Pitt and Troy. I love Troy. Troy is a great movie. I enjoy watching it. And this doesn't stop me from being like, oh my God, they should have got somebody else. But it's like his accent was just off. And I love Brad Pitt. I do. But it was just uh, everybody else. I don't know. It just seemed like the movie, you were fully immersed and it was just a good movie. But his was just like, I, it kind of seemed like Brad Pitt trying to be, you didn't just really taking it as like, okay, I'm watching Achilles, you know, it's like, he didn't give it to us like that, which he does. He's a really good actor, but, um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's just the accent threw it off a little bit, you know? Yeah. That's it, the one that I thought of whenever the topic I, was brought up. Yeah. I could see that to me. His hair was too blonde. Also it just bugged the shit out of me. Like, I hate it when they dye hair to make it blonde and they lose like, I guess the layers of the blondness. And it's just like yeah. super fucking blonde. Yeah. And even, even like, you know, the, the odd accent that he gives, like he's such a commanding presence on screen that you, at the same time, even if you acknowledge it, you forgive it because the movie is good. I know, I know it's got its haters, but I, I think the best, uh, sword fight that I've seen in movie history, including y'all star war is, uh, in Troy. Well, those aren't swords. There's a lightsabers. You son of a bitch. Those are laser star swords. Wars. You're the one Laser that introduced swords. me that shit, Josh. Don't act. Don't you dare act like you never mm. liked it. I did like it. I'm a reformed fan, but I am reformed. Let me throw this one out here, and you just tell me y'all's thoughts on this one too, real quick. Because I just looked it up while we were talking. Um, like I said, for me, Jack Nicholson was the first one that came to mind. But what about Katie Holmes and Batman Begins? She does okay. Yeah, I didn't really mind Katie Holmes and Batman Begins. I mean, she did a. She does what she's needed to. She needs to do. All right. Yeah, let's. I, I think it's aged poorly. I do think it's aged poorly because now Katie Holmes is like so 2005. You know what I, I'm saying? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't care for her that much in that movie. But I mean, I don't. You had so much other stuff going on. You had like Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon, but, fucking but, Christian Bale as Batman. But that's not fair to her either, though, because she's in there with heavy hitters. Yeah, I was gonna say heavy like, hitters. Killian Murphy, I guess is how you say it, right? That's Killian. Yeah, I mean so. That movie, uh, fucking Liam Neeson as Rajai Ghul. Yeah, I mean Tom Wilkinson as um, Cillian Forever. Who did Tom Wilkinson's character play? The mafia guy in Gotham. Uh, Falcone, right? Falcone, yeah. yeah. Tom Wilkinson, yeah. And then Morgan Freeman, Rutger Hauer. I mean, you name oh, it. Oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. On the flip side, because I saw this on his list too, fucking actor that saved a bad movie. And Josh, you'll appreciate this because we've both listened. To this, both have listened to this episode of We Hate Movies. But fucking Raw Julia in Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For you, that was the worst day of your life. For me, it was just Tuesday. It, uh, the movie's kind of hard to watch now, knowing oh, that God, he's dying from stomach cancer. Yeah. Oh, That's we, a movie I haven't seen in a long time. Me neither. Ooh. Yeah. God, it was so horrible. But it was I one mean, of those ones that's horrible in a way where you can watch it and laugh. Yeah, you like, watch it the first time because you have to. The second time you're watching it, it's like, let's watch Street Fighter again years yeah. later. And then, you know, two decades later, you're like, I think that I've only seen that movie a couple of times. And I know it's terrible. Let me go back and check it out. Right. 
when it came out, man, I was a big JCVD VD head, you know, like, <laughs> if, dude, well, I was gonna say double impact. I think is on Amazon prime now, you know, that acting tour de force where he plays not one, but two roles. I mean, twins. I wonder if he got paid double. He should have. If there's any justice in this world. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So good talk guys. The best. Gosh. Yes. You had something you wanted to talk about too, right? What was I it? Did. I did. Tell us. Share. And you know what? I know when I brought this up in our group text that this scared and confused y'all, this question. It was too big. And honestly, this should be a a ending segment on our podcast because uh forget forget this episode, listeners. There Next episode That's what we from want to tell here people. on out. Forget yes. It. Next episode and from here on out, we are a positive Good vibe, chill podcast. But I give it a week <laughs> until the, until the next time I introduce this motherfucker. And it's yeah. hey, welcome to Very Unreasonable Things, where we shit on your things. <laughs> we hate what you love, and we hate you too. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, no, I tell these assholes after every episode that I love them, and they know that. Yeah, okay. Know yeah, that. Keep them confused. That's good. My topic. Again, it's fitting that it's the last topic because it it should be a staple in um, our repertoire. And it's things that I am willing to die on the hill for. And it could be anything. It could be whatever that you. So things that we're willing to let you die on the hill for. Things that I want to see Billy Bone crucified on the hill for. You presented that. You said you. Me, yes. Are, are you? I mean, that, the royal that, you. You didn't say you. You said I. That's what I meant. You're like, <sighs> things I'm willing to die on the hill for. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's yeah. not me. True. True. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, okay. I, I, you know, I take this podcast seriously. Like some people that didn't come with fucking answers to the questions. And I have one for this, too. And this one might piss Wait, off some of was, our 30 viewers. Was that directed at me? That was directed at both of y'all. <laughs> Motherfucker, I said Sarah Jessica Parker in Failure to Launch. That's only because you watched that movie this morning. <laughs> he, he just Still looked counts. at a fucking magazine on the fucking table. And <laughs> right? like, Sarah like, Jessica oh. Parker. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like her in Failure to Launch. That's my pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. But I know that y'all, y'all got, y'all felt like I bamboozled y'all with this topic. But maybe after you see Daniel's or bamboozled here, us with all this fucking moving he does. Sorry, fellas. I had to get a, a beer, man. I had to get refreshment. If I can do it. But okay, here we go. And this is this has been brewing in my soul for a while now. And uh I feel like I'm taking crazy pills anytime I'm on YouTube or podcast and I hear people wax poetic about this fucking movie. And it, it it's honestly started to make me think that maybe I'm wrong. Like Principal Skinner, you know, no, it's not, it's not possible. No, no, Don't listen you know, others. and I know that y'all are probably going to disagree on this because I know well, I'm in. Well, if we disagree, then you are wrong. Uh, naturally. Yeah, naturally. But I, especially I, after you shit on Daniel about razor blade suitcase. I didn't. Oh, shit whatever on he's about to say, I'm about to just dump all over. Pull oh, his and I'm down and <laughs> drop a load. I love how you just. 
put me out to pasture with that. When you, you know, this audio format, Bone was laughing and farting his ass off. All in I was his laughing fart at you, closet. man. Whatever. I'm very curious. What movie is it, Josh? Yeah. <clears throat> this is the most overrated movie of the 21st century and its inception. I mean, I can see how you'd see that. I mean, I, I have no problem it, with your opinion on that. It's a movie that tries to be a lot of things, but for me, it misses on all of them. I Nolan is inception, a, but. He's trying to capture the magic of Memento with the twists and turns and trying to manipulate yeah. the audience, but ultimately the plot sort of crumbles under the weight of the heavy handedness of its contrived plot. And it's trying to incorporate a heist movie with no style. Nolan really doesn't have a lot of style anyway. That's not really what he is. And it's action sequences without adrenaline. And to me, it's a movie to where people like to be like, oh, and I'm not trying to hate on anybody. But for me, what I've seen with a lot of people defending it was people think people feel smart that they get it. And it's like there's nothing to get. I, I figured that's where you're going with that. Yeah. And I, and I, I would agree with that. It's kind of the same thing I say about Tool. You know, I personally think Tool's overrated, the band. Mm. I mean, they had a couple of good albums, but and it's not that their new music is bad, but people like to be like, I'm a big Tool fan. I am smarter than you. Ha ha ha. And that's kind of how that's where I figured you were going with Inception too, because I could see that because it it leaves itself open to that type of thing where people can just come in and be like, "I ain't big brain and you're not." I yeah, understood yeah. Inception. Yeah, like, the funny part it, about that is the fact that like everybody had to watch it more than once. All right, Josh, you said that you watched it overrated. Did you finish it? You watched the whole movie before you made your assumption, like before you made your opinion. No, I've never seen it? the movie. <laughs> Now this makes sense. But no, I'm just saying, like, most people have watched it the second time, like, damn, because it is a lot. And then it's like, let me watch that again. Because there's been plenty of movies where I've been like, oh, man, I see what they're doing. That's fun. Whatever. I'm going to watch it again, knowing what I know at the end of it. Like Memento. Memento is a great fucking movie, and you want to watch it again. I think that we, at one point, a long time ago, me, uh, it might have been... Me, you, Aaron, and Drew or something, but we watched it backwards. Whenever they started releasing DVDs, we're that mm-hmm. old. And then Memento? they come out yeah. with Memento. Yeah. Because yeah. they released um, a version where you could we, watch it played in. Yeah. They re- on, on the DVD, there was the special yeah. feature that you could watch it backwards, and we watched it backwards. But not that we had to, but we wanted to because we liked the movie. And uh, But, yeah, a lot of people, they'll rewatch a movie that they like like that, You know, now knowing the, how it all ends up and everything. So... For people to be like, oh, I feel smart because I watched Inception. You had to watch it five times, bro. You should not feel smart about that. I don't really get that. But I do think that uh, I liked Inception, just to throw it out there. But uh, just like I can get where you're saying, like, there's no adrenaline-based action sequences. And I think that that might be because, you know, they ain't about to fucking die. They're in dreams. And I know if they die before being pulled out, they can die in the real life or Whatever the fuck that is, but you're right. There isn't a whole lot of adrenaline-based action scenes. It's really got your heart pumping, and that's probably due to the score, because you know score plays a lot in that. Whenever it's getting, you're maybe. getting your heart pumping. But I liked Inception. I think po- you're fucking wrong, Josh. Possibly could be the action <laughs> scenes, just the way they were filmed. And I think Josh, just- Josh had the same criticism about the Batman movies with the action scenes before too. Where he's like, you know, I love the Batman movies, but the action scenes could have been better. 
I, I think that's Nolan. But and I'm I'm, I'm stealing this. Um, I didn't come up with this. Son of a bitch. So I have to give it credit. Uh, it's Sean Fennessy from the Rewatchables podcast, which is a great Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, Bill Simmons doesn't need our help. He's doing fine. He saved his. No, life. but I ha- I have to give credit to this guy because he, he 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 ultimately said he liked Inception, but he had his problems with it, and he 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 described it in a way that I think is the best way to describe Inception. He said it sounds like someone wrote this movie like the hit Blunt once movie, like oh man, I've got this idea. What if we can get into dreams? Pass it, pass it, pass it. Oh, yeah, man. And what if, like, we can manipulate someone's mind? And it feels like Nolan had this idea because Nolan's full of this. Nolan tries to be, I don't know, even if you look at Tenet, it's like like he's about to break his back from sucking his dick from trying to be deep. And to me, once you try to be deep, you know, it's usually it comes across as... uh, was I don't know. No words escape me. It's, it's, but even with Inception's, uh, like you know, like I said, it's a heist movie without style. It's like you know, you watch Ocean's Eleven or you watch any heist movie ever, and there's like a style, a substance to it. The movie had nothing, nothing like that. You know, it had like visuals of buildings flipping up. That's really all that movie. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I think me and Daniel both agree on that thing. That, I mean, we can see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, I, I definitely a, see that's that. A, that's a solid. So, but I have a question, yeah. counter question. So, don't try to be deep. Is it just like you know, Inception? You're like, I don't really get it, or like, have you completely turned on Christopher Nolan altogether? No, I haven't turned on Nolan, but I, I do think because uh, I remember you loved him at one point. So no, I was um, curious because then Bones said something about you know you uh. You know, we're no, no, like no, no. You go back and watch. You go back and watch the the, the some of his older the shit. Batman movies. The action se- action sequences are weak. That's not the strong point of the Batman movies. Yeah, he's always that's not, that. That's not Nolan's strong point. You know, yeah. I uh, the the Batman trilogy, the Prestige. It's, I think that works. That little plot twist because he's not trying to. You know, yeah, the Prestige was fucking great. Yeah, I liked the Prestige too, but I thought I think there was a lot of people that kind of shit on that movie. Yeah, but yeah. I was going to say because uh, Josh was probably the biggest supporter of the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, still am. I still yeah. think it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say because he really, really liked that movie. I liked it too, and I'm sure you liked it. But Josh really yeah. liked that movie. But he always said the same thing about the action sequences in the movie. Um, yeah, and I think it. I, I think and correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm just going to try to put my finger on it. But I think your problem with Inception is not that it's a terrible movie, but it's. Not to where everybody tries to hold it. You know, everybody's yeah. trying to put it up in this high regard, and it's like, come on, quit being fucking pretentious and yeah. you know, act like yeah. you're smart and everybody. It was a good movie, that's okay. But it's not what you're, you know, quit trying to act like you're fucking better than everybody with your stupid elevated opinion about the movie and try to act like you're smart and people. Because yeah. you, see, you see that shit on social yeah. media and on Reddit and stuff where, and, and we've all got opinions, and that's cool. And, you know, and, and we'll say things on here jokingly, but. I mean, our opinions are no better than anybody else's and nobody's wrong for disagreeing with us. But when you see, like, you'll see that shit that where people literally get into arguments on social media about why their opinion is right and yours is wrong to the point where it degrades to like name calling and shit like that. Yeah. People get really heated about their own opinion. 
And um, no, I'm not saying Inception is like you said. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad movie. Side note: We're always it, right. Though. It's like it side bugged. note: Who now? I said side note: We're always right on this podcast. I mean, yeah, naturally. <laughs> that being said, that being said, Nolan's best movie is Interstellar. I fucking love Interstellar. Speaking of Matthew McConaughey, I wish Sarah Jessica Parker was in Interstellar. Why? So you can shit on her performance in that? No, I, I think she would have been really good at, as the Anne Hathaway character. I actually need to go back. I haven't watched it yet. Just <laughs> me neither. You haven't seen Interstellar? Thank God. No. As soon as you start talking about it, it was great. Well, I was like, ah, fuck it. It's not for me. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, uh, and here, I'll tell you a movie I watched last night with my wife, and I held off on watching it because Josh told me it wasn't that good. And that was Fury. We, I didn't, you tell, I you told me, you told me it was either. good, but you were disappointed yeah. when you first yeah. watched it. And so yeah. Lizzie is into this kick about watching war movies. You know, we watched Platoon. Uh, there was something else she'd watched. You know, obviously we've watched Band of Brothers. Everybody's seen Band of Brothers, but then she'd gotten a uh, five dollars Amazon ticket. Her job, and so I was like, "Well, I'll just pay the extra five dollars, and we'll fucking buy the movie instead of renting it, you know, so we can watch it again." And we watched it last night, and it was a, uh, it's enjoyable. I liked it, but man, they go to great lengths to make you hate the fucking characters in that movie. My big problem with Fury was uh, the end; just seems so um, stereotypical. Yeah, I think, well, I think part of that too was uh, apparently based on the actual story. Not not like word for word true story, but based on like a story about something that happened similar to a similar thing that happened mm-hmm. to in the war where he held off a bunch of soldiers in a tank or some shit like that. I don't know. But yeah. And that's like when they're in the uh, German apartment. I mean, that, that was like the best part. And that's what I'm saying. And, and and when you see fucking. Uh, God, I'm gonna—I can't remember his last name at this point. But the Punisher, uh, that actor, Barenthal. When, yeah, Barenthal. When he looks at fucking egg, you know, and you're just like, man, you're a fucking asshole. And Brad, oh, Pitt's they're like, all assholes. Brad's pit like he's like switch with me, and he sits there and eats that fucking egg and then spits it on him. That was a good, uh, good, good fucking point there. Daniel, what about you, buddy? <laughs> What's your hill? Uh, the hill is a razor blade suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that Razorblade suitcase is my favorite, in my opinion. <laughs> I will die on this hill. I don't know. I mean, you know, trying to think back on things and discussions of trying to fend something. You know, I don't have a whole lot in mind. Uh, I mean, it could be sports related. That's definitely not going to happen. Do you see Mitchell around? Didn't no. you say Attack of the Clones <laughs> was the best Star Wars movie? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Disclaimer time. Bone likes to say random shit <laughs> and present it as fact. <laughs> you cannot trust anything this man says. But no, man. I guess I could go back to something that I had recently talked about. Josh, you might as well log off. This is about oh, to come be on. a doozy. Come on. <laughs> God. But my son had had a party. And uh, we were going to this place. Made sure not to invite Bone. And yeah. uh, we were gonna go. Th- <laughs> we were gonna go throw some axes. Throw some axes. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, we had a big group of fourteen-year-old kids. Be glad they and uh, I had like podcast. four. I had four of them with me, and my son and his um, friends that I did know were in the car with my wife heading up there. So I had a bunch of kids I didn't know at all. So I was like, you know. I'm going to um, put on a 
an album, 1999, uh, 19, not an album, a playlist, 1999 playlist from, cause I was like, you know what, whatever I was 14, you know, y'all, y'all, you guys are 14. I'm, let's listen to some music that I grew up on, you know, around your age. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm scanning through, you know, they're listening to songs and then Nickelback shows up and they're like, Oh God, Nickelback. And I'm like, and they, it is just because they read it on the screen. They didn't even fucking know. And they were like, what? This is Nickelback. Oh no. Changing. I was like, have you, any of you ever listened? To Nickelback, or is it just because it's like funny to say that Nickelback is terrible? And they were like, "Oh, I've, I've never listened to it." I'm like, "Well, look, man, just throw it out there. This is the state. The state wasn't bad, you know. Like Nickelback did exactly what me and Bone, you Bone, what you were understanding what I was putting out there with. Uh, they'll kind of just go along with whatever their producers tell them. Hey, man, this song hit." Every fucking song on the next albums and through the end of time need to sound like this, like this so we can sell the record. That's the point that I was getting at. And a lot of them go downhill, throws down the ones that you had said this, that, and the other, you know, whatever. And it's funny because it's just like Nickelback. Everybody's like, oh, they were fucking. And I am not at all. Again, no Nickelback tattoos. I'm just saying the state was good. We actually had a discussion about the state versus my own prison. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm just saying, like, everybody wants to say that they're the worst shit ever. Uh, their first album was good. They made mistakes when it comes to whatever the fuck they decided to do, you know. And during the time in the early aughts, yeah, that was part of how the music, uh, that's how the radio was sounding, pretty much. They put a couple of hits out there. They hit big because that's the sound that was on the radio. Yeah. But they just went and they did what their producers told them to do. They did what the money told them to do. I was about to not say. Not what their raw, you know, sound is. Yeah. Just like, you, that's why a lot of first albums are so great. And like I said, I'm whenever I'm in the car, I'm like, I'm about to jam out Nickelback. But if Leader of Men comes on, I like that song. Yeah, that's you know? song. Breathe comes on, I like that song. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to be like, oh, God. How have I not deleted this from my music yet? So that's one that I always, if somebody's like, Nickelback sucks. I guess that would be a good stand, die on a hill. Like, look, the first album was good. You know what? Yeah. Man, as far as like Nickelback goes, and you're talking about they made a mistake. Maybe for their hardcore fans, they made a mistake. But man, they wrote that mistake to the bank. Oh, yeah. I mean, they made a lot of money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it may be a mistake for us, but it made ugly as Chad Kroger, a millionaire. <laughs> and that's true. Is. And a lot of bands do that. Not a lot of bands are like, you know what? Fuck it. I think that there's no mistake that all of us agree that Pearl Jam is one of the, hold on, in our opinions, one of the greatest bands to ever do it. Cameron Crowe shares that opinion with us. So It's because they did their own thing. They didn't give a shit. Uh, Hey, guys, let's do an album. Cool. And they got together and did their thing. They wasn't like, okay, well, look, we got to have a black in there. We have to have a Jeremy yeah. in there. They, purposely, they didn't do any of that. They just kept doing their thing. Well, they purposely. But that's what makes them so great. They it's purpose, very rare. They purposely tried to be less famous to the point where they tried to write songs that were less catchy. So, I mean, they're. And it's funny. Honestly, they're not without fault when you look at that, because if you're actively doing something, you know, to, to try to avoid doing something, then are you really being true to yourself? I guess. Yeah, it's uh, just do your own thing, because then whenever you start thinking about it, 
you know, it's like, oh, well, let's do our thing, but we can't do this because people are expecting it. No, just go in there and let the shit come out of you. Yeah. And then tweak it to where it sounds like it, it's, it's, it which sounds is, good together. Which is probably whatever you're thinking, like overly thinking from. it. But like I said, yeah, I'm not that, no fucking gosh. diehard Nickelback fan. Nothing like that. It's just like, I don't like it whenever it's just like something that was big and everybody liked. Everybody's like, oh, it's you funny. Know, oh, it's terrible because everyone tells me to say that it's terrible. Now, look, the first album was good. That's my stance on that. First album was good. I enjoyed it. That's it. It's, After it's that, funny. they fucking did their own thing. But to say that they're just laughable pieces of shits is. That's it's funny because um, the and I want to read a couple of his books, uh, honestly, but the the. The Nickelback hate came from Chuck Klosterman, one of his novels, and he'd sort of ragged on them. And then all of a sudden, like you, you had this wave of anti-Nickelback come through. Yeah. And I, w- I will say this: um, I was working when I was working making visors for uh, COVID nineteen frontline workers. Yes, I am a hero. We're listening to the radio, and that Nickelback's own rock star came on. Holy Terrible. hell. That is fucking bad. Oh, it's bad. fucking it horrible. Is, yeah. Goddamn. It is. And I'll tell you another band who's creeping up towards Nickelback right well, hold, now. Hold on before you get to that. I want to say what I think Nickelback's biggest fault is. It's not even music that Nickelback made necessarily. It's the fact that every band that came after Nickelback tried to be Nickelback. <laughs> I don't There was a lot know. of bands that uh, tried to emulate Nickelback. And yeah, Nickelback's the one that get, they get picked on a lot. They were, they were the most successful and they had the longest staying power, right? But you had these other bands trying to fucking emulate Nickelback and have this Nickelback sound. Like, there was a point where you couldn't tell Theory of a Dead Man and Nickelback apart. That's a good point. Okay, it's, yeah. it's funny because Creed did the same thing with Pearl Jam. I remember that there was a, uh, you know, not Creed and Pearl Jam themselves, like, hold the fucking phone before yeah. you just destroy me. There is no comparison. I was really meaning Scott Stapp m- trying to do that deep voice like yeah. Vetter. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what I was referring to. You know what I mean? But uh, I literally saw Josh pull out a knife. It was over <laughs> for me. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna stab myself because I couldn't stab you. <laughs> you just had to end it all right now. Yeah, they, no, but they you had know, a lot of imitators. Yeah, but that wasn't. Now I'm getting off in the weeds here. That was all of early 2000s rock music. It was horrible. It yeah, was the yeah, goddamn the worst. There had, to be, worst. There had to it be wasn't even the new. It it was some of the worst music, that's but there been had around, to be a reason for it. And then when you can go back and you see what fucking Nickelback broke when they what was that one with How You Remind Me? It was Silver Side Up. That was two thousand one, man. Because I remember I just broken up with but, my high but, school girlfriend. But the album was Silver Side Up, right, or something like that. Yeah, no, that fucking yeah. that broke. That was when MTV was actually still a thing. They were doing the college campus tour. I no, it wasn't even. It wasn't even MTV, man. It was. Uh, no, I didn't say it was MTV. Like, I said MTV was still a thing. No, no, no. But you know what? I'm, it was like VH1. Wouldn't VH1 or Much Music doing the videos in? Yeah, Holy shit! Say- I forgot about Much Music. What I'm saying is, is MTV was still a thing. They were doing the college campus tour. I know because me and. Uh, couple friends went to the fucking Nickelback concert at Mississippi State and they had Nickel- I might have went Holy to that. Holy shit. They had Richard Nickel- was there. Yeah, they had Nickelback. I went with Richard. Look, they had Nickelback clone default with them. Yeah. Nickelback clone injected with them. I think there was another Nickelback. That's what I'm so saying. Bad. Nickelback broke, got huge, and everybody's like that's the formula. Kind of like when the when grunge became the thing, right? You had these four bands that come out and then all of a sudden you have a deluge of other bands trying to be like them. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. I fault Nickelback for. I'm not faulting them for their songs because, like you said, Leader of Men was good. But God damn it, you gave us all those other bands that crowded airwaves. It's bad enough that Nickelback became shitty, but then we had to have 35 other shitty bands occupying that same airspace. Yeah, and you know who the new band is now? I probably don't, honestly. It's Imagine Dragons. Oh God. Oh uh, man, I had like, a different answer, but I I would die on the hill that Imagine Dragons are fucking overrated. Man, and you know what? I bought that EP, That's, like their first EP when it came out, Radioactive. That song, Thunder. Just oh, keep that so, shit. Hey, look, it's <laughs> funny because when it comes to Imagine Dragons, it's they are, in my opinion, one of the bands that all of their songs do sound alike. Like, you literally have to find, wait for a certain point to be like, okay, it's this song. There should never be an, an instance where you have, you're in the middle of the song and you have to wait a few seconds to find out which one of these songs it is. You should be like, okay, right off the bat, okay, that's, you know, whatever the fuck. But you have to wait and be like, okay, once you start hearing some chorus, <laughs> oh, it's that one. I thought it was the other one. They sound a lot alike. They're hits, you know? You know what? That's a good thing. That way I know it's time to change the fucking channel on the XM radio. Oh, Imagine Dragons? See ya. <laughs> It doesn't matter what song it, <laughs> it is. It does not. Yeah. God. Oh, man. I mean, look, man, it's funny because uh, I've listened to a few. I was like, okay, hey, better than what I'm used to hearing right now for new music. So I was like, okay, I'd rather listen to this than the shit that I'm hearing everywhere now. Because it's like, hey, let's just slip a few, you know, different types of music in there. It's a relief. But yeah, I, I, that is one thing that I noticed. Is I don't hate them. I don't think they're terrible. But um, I do. A lot of their shit sounds so similar. Like they're you, you can see that they don't have depth. On Imagine Dragons, any chance? Like yeah. So speaking of shitting on things that people love, let me throw my topic out there real quick because um, we're gonna have to wrap up soon. And this one probably won't have a lot of conversation from you guys because I don't think you've actually uh, played it. But it's gonna be a video game. Fucking oh yeah, you're riding solo on this, boo. That's good because then we can streamline it, and I can just you know drop my load, and then we can move on. Breath of the Wild. I like the I like the, I like the phrase. The le- The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Fucking overrated. It's a game that seemingly everybody loves, and they want to talk about it. it's like the greatest game of all time. And I call bullshit on this one, right? It's not a bad game. It's a good game, but the greatest of all time. Nah, they tr- people try to say. Well, Breath of the Wild does things that no other open world game has done. What? Tell me what those things are, because other games have cooked before. Other games yeah. have had where you can climb surfaces. Maybe not exactly the same way that The Legend of Zelda does it, but you know what? If you're trying to say it's, you know, you can't say it's realistic because you climbing up a fucking flat surface without any hand grips doesn't happen. Oh, it's got a stamina system. Other games have done that before. It got ridiculously high scores when you take a game that come out at the same time or a similar time period, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which was another open world game, looked much better, had probably better gameplay as far as like when you're using the bow. Now, the one thing that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild did do good was some physics-based gameplay with some of the abilities in the game. But people wanted to hype up that Nintendo had voice acting in a Legend of Zelda game for the first time. Except it wasn't all the way through the game, and when you did have it, it was fucking horrible. If any other company besides Nintendo made that game, they would have got docked points in the review. Then you're like, oh, well, it had a wide open world that was alive. No, it didn't. It had a wide open world that was barren, that didn't really have a whole lot going on. And then you fought the same enemies over and over and over. And you know what the difference between the enemies would be? 
different skin color. It might be green in this area, but then you're going to fight the same area in another part of the map that's got fucking red skin. I mean. You're talking about the Bocas or whatever they're called? Bocos? Uh, what are they called? The Moblins, I believe. Moblins, okay. Yeah. Like I said, and, and their weapons are Boca, like Boca shield, yeah. Boca stick, shit like that. And Have you said, played it, Daniel? Yeah, a little bit. It's not a bad game, beat it. but it's not the greatest game of all time. It, to me, it's not the greatest Zelda game of all time. Uh, it's not in the top two. Well, it's not in the top three, because I would say the Link know, to Zelda, a Link to the Past, and Ocarina of Time. And not in that order, but I'm just saying these <laughs> three games, for me, have a higher place. And then, and I'm going to let you get to your thought, Josh. But the other thing I'm going to say, too, they don't, people will talk about weapon durability. That's fucking annoying in this game. You swing the sword like five times and it's broke. You literally have to carry around a bag full of weapons just so you can go from point A to point B. Otherwise, your shit's going to shatter. You can't repair it. You can't craft them. You just have to fucking find them. You know, I think your your pick was a pretty good pick compared to mine because I think there's a lot of Nolan stands and I think there's a lot of Zelda stands who forgive a lot of the uh, shortcomings or ignore them. Yeah, well, it is, yeah, and it's not even just. And I, like, I've never played Breath of the Wild. It's I know not even people just like love fans, it. I, though, it's reviewers too, man. And that's true, Josh, because like me, Zelda, the Zelda franchise is it. That's me. That's my favorite franchise of any gaming anything i I love zelda i'm a zelda guy uh because you know you got your zelda guys mario guys you got your sports guys you got your hate like if you were to section like 10 sections of games you could probably cover it and zelda's going to be in Mm -hmm. one of those sections and that's me i love zelda it's my favorite game uh a little bit on what you had said bone ocarina of time is my number one i love it majora's mask was great i really love those games um link to the passive Link to the Past is there too. Like I'm thinking this. What console was that? Link of the Super Past Nintendo. at Super Nintendo, and then uh, a Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask was so good, but I have played Breath of the Wild. I've haven't beat it. I've played it a little bit and tinkered, you know. Well, played it, but yeah, Bone dude, didn't like beat it. Said, I can promise you that. It's no, a bear. I played land. a lot of it. I played a lot of it. But <laughs> it just uh, it it didn't have what it took to keep me interested in the game. You know, and yeah, there's a lot of games I play that I don't beat. But then every every once in a while there is a game that I'll fucking get into. Like I beat God of War, man. I, when I played God of War, I was like, dude, this is the game. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, it was fun, start to finish. But Breath of the Wild didn't do it for me, man. It was like Daniel was talking about before we cut him off. Baron, there just there wasn't shit there happening that made it interesting. I apologize, Daniel. I just wanted to point out that Bone <laughs> doesn't finish his games. Yeah, he just never finishes them, but then it's like, that's the shittiest game ever. But I, no, uh, but Breath of the Wild, I haven't times. finished either. Um, I haven't finished Breath of the Wild. I, uh, cause my kids got the Switch, you know, and I'll just kind of fuck with Switch games a little bit here and there while I'm at the house. I'm not Daniel's home really often, like we've discussed he before. Can't have shit. But, uh, but no, it's, he had a I PlayStation. Eventually, uh, well, no, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> a huge procrastinator. Like, It'll probably be 10 fucking years before I get the PS5, and I want the PS5, but the Switch, I really, really want, and I still haven't gotten one, but um, I just don't pull the trigger on shit. I still have a fucking 13-inch TV on the living room in a fucking 20,000 square foot house because I'm a procrastinator, but anyway... Uh, that's n- my house isn't that big. That was just an exaggeration for all of you seventeen listeners. Breath that's of the Wild. Generous. I played. A, I, I fucked around with it a little bit. I enjoy it. I know that I'm gonna have fun playing this game. But the things that you brought up, yeah, like people talking about, oh, it's a vast world. 
uh, no, it's not. Yeah, you can do all kind of different shit, but that's not the first time. Like, I thought that you were about to bring up uh, Skyrim or Morrowind or one of the Elder Scrolls games because you can cook. You can do all kinds of things. Your durability on your uh, weapons are a lot longer. And that's one thing that I was going to say that I did have a complaint about. Like the master sword is broken after seven fucking hits. Come on. That's that. I don't agree with that. Like, I know that it's realistic because sticks break, but nah, the master yeah, sword is not a stick though. It's a magical sword that shouldn't be fucking. No, I know that seven hits. Oh no, I know that there, I was just talking about the durability oh, yeah. aspect. They're wanting to make it more realistic. But come on, the Master Sword is, a, like you said, it's a magical fucking sword. It should last a little bit so longer. So you're going, but, but you here's know, another yeah. thing, though. You're going for realism, supposedly, on the weapon durability, but you're ignoring realism when it comes to scaling surfaces. Because once again, you, in this game, yeah. you got Link going straight up the side of a fucking mountain with no, it's a slick surface. Like when you look at it, like I said, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can climb, yeah, you can cook, but you could do the, you could do all those things in other games, man. Uh, there's yeah. other games that have better crafting systems. There's other games that have better stories. There's other games that have better voice acting. Yes, it's a it's it's a good game and it's an achievement for Nintendo. But and for Zelda, but, but to say it's to like say one it's of the, the greatest, greatest. That's yeah, I agree. And and then people are going to be like, well, it's got 120 shrines. Yeah, it's got 120 shrines in it. That they're all the fucking same. Either it's a combat shrine. <laughs> Or it's a fucking puzzle shrine, but it's literally exactly. the same shit over and over and over. Man, just give yep. me the fucking dungeons back that had the themes. Exactly. Give There's me also the fucking, a fucking seventy or one hundred and twenty fairies you have to find in one yeah. other random ass Zelda game. You give know? me I mean, the it's... fucking bosses at the end of the dungeons. You know. Yeah, that was what was cool about fucking um, Arena Time. Um, even Wind Waker on GameCube when it came out, man, is you had these big bosses. You know, and it was, you had a sense of scale and there's big bosses in Breath of the Wild. I know that before you, you know, fucking at me, that shit, but they were unimaginative. They yeah. There's only five. Yeah. And, and the, the fucking, lot. and the dungeons or whatever you want to call it that they're in are super short. Yeah. See, I haven't beat it, but my son has, and he has a, I feel like he has a good opinion. He has a similar opinion to me. So of course I think that it's a good opinion. So I trust him whenever he plays this game and he's like, uh, you know, he was like, it's crazy because Ganon was so much easier than I thought he should have been. He should have been hard. And once again, just to reiterate this, I don't, talking about. I don't hate Breath of the Wild. It's just, it's not to be. Yeah, it's a good game. It's, it's and not, it's not top 10 all time game to me. It's not like, so it's not even top three. Zelda. Yeah. See, I can get that I, uh, real quick. Um, I can get where everybody's like, ah, it's the greatest Zelda game ever because it's done so much we haven't seen before in a Zelda game. I get that. But you have to take everything in an account. And I haven't beaten Breath of the Wild, so I can't talk much on that. But um, I have beaten a lot of Zelda games. I think the last one I beat was like Spirit Tracks or something like that. I played that a few months ago. But um, but I do was like Zelda games. Uh, that one was on the DS. Yeah, you had to use your stylus and shit. But um, I liked it. It's fun. I, I'm a sucker for Zelda games. But So like I said, I can see where Zelda fans would be like, oh my god, Breath of the Wild is the greatest. But I definitely see where you mean, like, oh, let's let's slow down a little bit. It's not the greatest game to ever be. And to be honest, I'm a big Zelda fan, and it's not the best Zelda game out there. So I, I definitely agree. That, that was a good one. And, it, and I think a lot of it has to do with it, too. And it's not necessarily the game's fault itself, but it's just the way we are as fans now, it seems to be. Or at least the vocal 
portion. Like people can't just be like, yeah, I enjoyed that. It was fun. It's either the best thing ever or it's fucking shit. Yeah, it's we the operate, Yeah, we operate on two ends of the spectrum. And that's the part that, like I said, and it's kind of like what Josh was saying with you know, Inception. Man, Inception can be a good movie. And, and we can say we enjoy Inception and it not have to be the best movie of all time. And we can say we enjoy Breath of the Wild and it not have to be the greatest game of all time. That's okay. But also, we can say that we enjoyed Nickelback the State at one point. It not can, be the greatest and, album of all time. Yeah. And, and, I guess, and I guess part of my problem with it is and what makes me so, feel so strongly about Breath of the Wild is the way when people say that, it, that when they point out a flaw, they get fucking attacked. If you see this shit on social media or message boards or something like that, man, God forbid you let somebody be like, yeah, I don't think Breath of the Wild is that great. I like what Red Dead Redemption 2 did better. Oh, man, they're about to tell you all the reasons why Red Dead Redemption 2 is shit. I love can't Red be Dead like, Redemption 2. They can't that be is like, going to be in my top five games. Yeah, they can't be like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, and that's a cool opinion. Mm-mm. No, buddy. You're about to hear why this game is absolute trash. It's more toxic than like the movie cult, you know, because. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's Cheeto dust fueled rage, man. <laughs> Dude. Goddamn. <laughs> you go online and play a game you've never played before. Like, y- y'all know, I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft, right? And it was good at the game. And I had picked it back up recently and I went into some fucking PvP and it had been, you know, a good six years since I'd played. I'm playing the class I was best with, man. And I'm, I'm a fucking battleground and, and I fuck up and I do something, man. I've got three people. You fucking moron. What the fuck are you doing? Why don't you just fucking die? Whoa, buddy. It's been six years. And, and God damn it. This isn't even a rated battleground. Calm the fuck down. Oh, man. That's why. When I, when I <laughs> you play- just got to attacked by you six years ago. <laughs> Me and Josh be like, hey, bro. Hey, bro, Let's we're about out. to go out. We picked up three fucking sorority girls who are ready to get all kinds of crazy. Let's go. And you're like, I got a raid I got to fuck with. Sorry, guys. Slap her on the ass for me. <laughs> but what I'm saying, like, now when I'm, like, even now when I play games online, I don't, I don't get into party chat, man. I don't care what other people have to say. I, you know, it's a, we all, I'm sorry, Josh, we'll say it, but you know, we've all played with Cam, right? When we played Friday the 13th, like the mere fact that me and Cam uh, became, you know, friends on there was just fucking chance. Cause I just happened to forget to turn party chat off one day when I was playing destiny and ended up doing a dungeon with him in that game. You know, and we just started doing shit together after that in the game and we became friends when Halo three came out, I was at home playing online and had a little 10 year old kid kill me and then tell me why he fucked my mom last night. Like, <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to hear this shit anymore. You're the 10-year-old that was in the, in the refrigerator last night? <laughs> I thought I heard something. You know, uh, like my mom's what, been dead for 20 years. This is odd. Awkward. Whatever uh, type of, you know, and I and the type of gamer I am, I, I'll just play the same goddamn game, you know. I'm still playing Skyrim and I'm still playing like the show 19. Um it, <laughs> it's it, yeah. You know, I just put on my podcast. I play baseball. Enjoy it. Skyrim. No, I like the show also. Wasn't it, figured- it was it 97 or 99, Josh? It was 99, wasn't it? 1999 was the fucking 99. holy grail of years holy grail of sports, of sports games. games. Yes. Okay. That would have been great if you just said the show 99 doesn't exist. Most people don't know. Fuck them. God, you, you try to go back and watch this those gameplays. It's, it's really hard. But the, I don't know. To me, it's like gaming is such a... I just that's my time 
you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just something I want to do. Like, why would I want to share in this loneliness with other people? Well, you know? I know you're lying. And we're going to talk no, about No, Friday the 13th. We're going to talk. Now, I'm not talking about Friday the 13th, but I, we talked about this before when we was talking talk around episode ideas. And at some point, I want to talk about SmackDown versus Raw when me, you, and Michael played. No, that's different. That's my buddies in the living room. I'm talking about online that's, gaming. That's that's all three of us being lonely and sad together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like us playing Madden <laughs> together. Yes, that's... There's that's all, no judgment on this couch. No, no. That's like your buddies getting together and playing Mario Kart. That's fun. That's interacting. But like, if I'm just at home by myself, I don't want to interact with some fucking stranger. Like, <laughs> all, you know, in Cambodia... Making fun of me because I can't fucking hit his slider. Hey, guy, you suck. I'm about to fuck your mom. <laughs> Tell her to get ready. And then I have to call my mom be like, hey, uh, James, from down the street he's coming over. over to you. You got to have sex with him. <laughs> he beat me Just, online. Sorry, mom. And you got to put out. <coughs> she knows she oh does. Oh, my God. That's, that's the rules. That's the rules. She's like, God you, damn it. I get- had a. I had some bread in the oven. Fuck. Let me turn you this off. You can't beat online in a video game. God damn it, Josh. I thought you were fucked. better at Call of Duty. I'm Why tired. did I buy you all those classes? <laughs> God damn it, Josh. I thought you were better at Medal of Honor. <laughs> Go old school there. All right, man. So we we do got to wrap up, man. Uh, good topics, man. Good discussion. Uh, I, I think we've shattered a lot of things that people hold dear. You know? <laughs> Like Razor Blade yeah. suitcase. <laughs> that was the goal. To co- that was the goal coming in today. Uh, uh, next, next episode, we'll try to be positive. But this week was all about shitting on stuff you love. So yeah, but Josh the, loves you the, still. The Cleveland even though, Steamer. Even though we shat on you. No, they know that. They know I love them. All right. Well, let's, specifically, uh, they know that you know there's a special man in my life, and it's uh Mike Wachovia. <laughs> oh man. Daniel, well, thanks for having dead. me again, guys. It's like I said always, it's the greatest honor that anyone could ever bestow on anyone <laughs> ever in the world at any moment in time. My goal is for Daniel Thank to quit saying so thanks much. for having me and just accept that he's a part of this. And you know. He so doesn't want to be a part of it, though. Mitchell has thanks to, for having me, guys. Mitchell, Mitchell Edwards has to tell us thanks for letting me be on. But not you. Oh, man. I hope you hear this, Mitchell. Oh, wait. Oh, I've been doing it wrong. Oh, Josh, thanks for being on the podcast today. We love you as much as you love everyone else. All 37 listeners, the, especially that fucking guy in Austria. You know what? I feel like a real dumbass I, if he only listened to one 15 minute clip and just bounced. I think we need to cut out. Dude, if he still listened, dude, how sweet is it that we. Yeah, it's pretty I, sweet. I think we need to cut out the uh, the thirty seven listener joke. I think it's scaring people off, and they're like, "Man, I want to listen to this," but they've already got thirty seven fans, and that's all they're allowed to have. We're really limiting <laughs> like, ourselves oh, here. Shit. We're missing out on <laughs> thirty eight. Stop, yeah, Daniel. You remember the Mister Show skit twenty forty twenty four is the highest number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Mister Show, that's a great one. Josh, anything else? No. Uh, look. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We've got a Twitch channel with zero content, so ignore that. Uh, you know, you could email us at um, very, very unreasonable, unreasonable, very unreasonable things, things twenty twenty at gmail. 
Never mind. Don't fucking email this. Dude, there wasn't nothing left, man. It was 20. We had to go with 2020. I mean, there was so little left. You went to Yahoo. No, we do have a Yahoo address, but I don't use that one. I use the Gmail. Very unreasonable things. 1,700,652. Okay, look. Look at well, hotmail.com. Look, if you want to get us, then bone. Will you give people the fax number? I will post the information <laughs> in the details of the episode. So all you got to do is look for the links, and then you can contact us if you want to. It's uh, That sounded Facebook. hot when you said that. Look for the links. Oh, I thought you meant because it's getting warm in this room I'm recording in. Um, but, yeah, very unreasonable things at, uh, very unreasonable things on Facebook, very unreasonable things.com. I was Billy Bohm um, on Twitter. Uh, Josh doesn't have a Twitter because he's too cool. I mean, he's got this fucking twirled mustache and his striped shirt looking like a cartoon villain of the day. Um, I'm close, Josh. Don't let him hate on you too much. I have a Twitter, but I've forgotten my password and don't give a shit enough to try to fucking what, well, what, it. What's the, uh, <laughs> what's what's Twitter going to do? It's just just make me angry every day. Why would I well, maybe subject if you myself got, to maybe that? Maybe if you got that dude in Austria trying to reach out to you and tell you he loves your content, you feel better <sighs> about yourself. But maybe you're he can out. reach us on Yahoo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, man, like I said, guys, I think it was a good, I think it was a good episode. Uh, hopefully, the people listening enjoy it. We will be back next time to shit on more things that you love. So no, ready. no, the next episode. We say that we're going to be positive, but we're going to shit on the things you love. Well, it's going to be maybe Last Boy Scout versus Die Hard Two. That's it for today, everyone. Man, we appreciate y'all listening. We will see you next time. 